In our second reading today from the letter to the Hebrews, we find this fascinating statement about Jesus. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. The author of the epistle to the Hebrews drew this from Psalm 110, which was a prophecy given to King David about the coming of the Messiah. So being a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek is a prophecy of the Messiah. And we also encounter this mysterious order of priesthood in the first Eucharistic prayer, the Roman canon in the Missal. The celebrant prays that the Lord would accept with the serene and pleasant countenance the offering of your high priest Melchizedek. I've often thought about this when I pray this in the first prayer, a serene and kindly or a serene and pleasant countenance. Now that we have to wear masks, when you come forward for the sacrament and we're wearing masks as we distribute it, I hope you can somehow see through that mask that there is a serene and pleasant countenance on the face of the priest or the deacon or the Eucharistic minister. Because whether we are giving the sacrament or whether we are coming to the sacrament, we are not supposed to be grumpy. This, that's the beautiful prayer in the Roman Missal. But what does it mean to invoke the name of Melchizedek. The apostles, no doubt, having been taught by Jesus about his eternal identity as the Son of God and about how his earthly mission was prefigured, prophesied in so many of the texts of the Old Testament, the, the apostles reflected on the mysterious figure of Melchizedek. He was the king of Salem. And Salem, we think, was Jerusalem before Jerusalem became Jerusalem. So it was the ancient place of Jerusalem. We meet him in Genesis chapter 14. And there, the father of Israel, Abraham, has just won a battle to liberate his people from an invading army in Damascus. And he comes back to Jerusalem with the captives. And who comes out to meet him from Salem or Jerusalem? But Melchizedek. And the author of Genesis calls him the priest of the Most High God. And Melchizedek comes forth and gives a blessing to Abraham. Melchizedek is the first priest that we meet in the Old Testament. Melchizedek brings bread and wine out to Abraham. And the church has always understood this as an anticipation 
a prefiguring of the Eucharist. And then Abraham offers him a tithe. This is a remarkable encounter because this mysterious priesthood of Melchizedek bears no relationship to the priesthood of Aaron from which the priesthood of Israel was derived. Yes, both priesthoods were instituted of God, but it is Melchizedek's priesthood that is shrouded in mystery. He is without father or mother or genealogy. He has neither beginning of days nor end of life, but resembling the Son of God, he continues a priest forever from the letter to the Hebrews today. The church has understood this priesthood to be a type of the eternal priesthood of Christ, a priesthood that is rooted in the very being and life of the Blessed Trinity. It is superior in every way to the human priesthoods here below. Let no one claim that Christ's priesthood resides in an order that is established by human beings, St. Ambrose taught. It is established by God himself. It is forever based on the mission of his son. St. Gregory of Nazianzus, when he was the bishop of Constantinople, preached a sermon in the year 381, and he spoke about this, and he put it into a little prayer, into a little poem, as he reflected on the meaning of Melchizedek being without father or mother. And this, the, the early church understood to be a sign of the incarnation of the Lord. Here it is, I'm not a great poem reader, but just a short touch. The old has passed away. Behold, all things have been made new. The letter withdraws, the spirit advances, the shadows flee, the truth breaks in. Melchizedek is summed up. The motherless becomes fatherless, the first without a mother, the second without a father, the laws of nature are abrogated and the cosmos above be brought to perfection. The motherless becomes fatherless. What does that mean? Who is the one without a mother? Well, that is the eternal son of God, the one who was only begotten from the father. That is the one who is without a mother. But who is the one without a father? That would be the Lord who was born from the Blessed Virgin Mary. And here we see in this prophecy, in this description of the priesthood of Melchizedek, we see here the two natures of Christ, perfectly united in the one person, so that we might become partakers of the one divine nature.
So the one without a mother is the eternal son of God. And the one without a father is Jesus, the son of Mary. But they came together in one perfect union, in one person of Jesus Christ. And that is our priest. Jesus Christ, son of God, son of man, is our priest. Our mass today anticipates the joy of celebrating the divine liturgy with our great high priest for ages unending in heaven. Imagine now, we don't have to imagine too much because the church has taught us this is how it will happen. We die, we leave this earth, and we are gathered together by the angels and taken to heaven. And there we participate for the rest of eternity in the divine liturgy. The high priest himself, Jesus Christ, will welcome each of us to that divine liturgy in heaven. And, you know, if you've ever been to a papal mass, people always wonder, you know, who are all those other priests standing around the Pope up there? It would be nice to know. We all, I was always fascinated with that. And it's hard not to wonder what we might be thinking when we attend Mass for the first time in heaven. And we wonder, who is that grand old concelebrant? You know, that one standing behind Jesus with those glorious exotic vestments, standing just behind the Lord. Who is that priest? And St. Peter will whisper to us, that would be Melchizedek. And then we will understand that from the very beginning to the end of time, this was the Creator's will. This is how the Son would reconcile the world to Himself. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen.